Welcome to Radio Worldview. I'm August Tuckabee. The Radio Worldview podcast exists to teach students to live and think with a biblical worldview so that they can serve Christ and lead the culture. Tune in every week for perspectives on the arts, current events, and how to apply a biblical worldview to every aspect of reality. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, thanks for being on the show today, Mike. It's great to have you and have you here in Canyon City. It's great to be in Canyon City. All wasn't always good to see you and and everybody at the Abbey. It's a great place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I was um, saying with Bertrand here the other day that it's just I love it whenever we get the chance to bring in kind of some new blood, fresh perspectives, and just get some some worldview folks. Even out. if they're wacky, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we deal with wacky all the time. Well, you know? yeah, that's Bill Jack. Bill Jack Jack's Baldwin, here. Yeah, it's it's all always that. Yeah, that's so. a good. That's a great point. No, it's fun to be here. Th- and thanks for doing this uh, with me. Yeah, Ask, asking me to be on the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were kind of talking about topics a little bit ago in terms of just some worldview things to discuss, and you mentioned um, pressure on kids these days as being something that we can talk about from a worldview perspective, church perspective. As something that we is going on, but that we can also maybe have some solutions for. So, do you want to outline yeah. that for me? Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, thinking about uh, the mission of the Abbey, thinking of the mission of Worldview Academy. Why do we do what we do? Why are we, why are we in this education business? Why does it matter how we think about who we are? And I, I think this year more than ever, and really it started last summer. Just there were a lot of confused students that we run into about authority mm-hmm. and about how do they know what's right and what's wrong and who they are. And it seems like in the in the broader culture, this is, I mean, this is, well, no kidding, this question of uh, who am I? How do I know what's right and wrong? How do I know if I'm a boy or a girl, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I, we, these days, I think the students that we see, our kids, uh, my grandkids, uh, have a just a huge burden on them because the culture, the world, uh, the enlightenment, since the enlightenment, we've yeah. been telling them that they get to decide. They get to decide what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. What's the meaning of life? Who am I? What am I for? And what is the world all about? Yeah. I mean, these are just huge questions. Yeah. And we think it's a big liberating deal to say to a 14-year-old, Hey man, you you get to decide. Yeah, you know, be who you want to be. Right, be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah. Are you a boy? Are you a girl? Are you a non-binary? Yeah. Uh, what's your reason for being alive? Don't don't have reference to something outside of yourself. Yeah. You figure it out. Right. It's right in here. Disney, follow your heart. All that stuff. It it's killing our kids. Hmm. It's a disaster. It's a crushing burden to have to figure out what the world is about. They. Yeah. We don't know enough. Yeah, I don't know enough at my age. Right. to figure that out. Right. I mean, part of the good news, well, literally part of the gospel, part of the good news is that God is good and He created the world, yeah. including you. Yeah, and uh, and that He's the sovereign King of the universe, and He's made it possible for you to follow Him and to know Him. And if you know that, you know all you need to know about yourself. Yeah. Well, and I think there's also, too, just like a, there's a liberty in being insufficient, right, at some times. And I know that feels odd to say, but there's a liberty in saying, like, yeah, I'm not good enough, so I'm I'm going to stop trying to earn my salvation. I'm going to stop trying to figure it out, and I'm going to let 
I'm going to allow God to define these things for me, right? Yeah. And there's like a, a leaning into that and like recognizing your insufficiency, but also recognizing God's, you know, power and just allowing that to be the thing that defines you for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, and even, yes, I think that's totally right. Um, and even beyond that, you know, a lot of people have written well in the vein of, and since Charles Taylor and a secular age and and that work on sort of the one of the big changes that's happened in the modern world in the sec- the secular world is uh, it is now finally possible to believe there is no God mm-hmm. and that this is the imminent frame this is the self can this world is all there is and so of course you have to define it it's all on you right. and so one of the great liberating things we can do for students is to point them to a creator but also point them. Uh, to the 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 good creator that has given them works to do. Mm-hmm. So not just the meaning and purpose of the world generally, what's right and wrong, there is a moral universe, there is such thing as moral knowledge. You can literally say, I know it's wrong to do X, because that's just the order of the universe. I mean, right. that's just so much more liberating than saying, well, I've got to, I've got to do the analysis on that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, But, but also on the individual level to say, no, God also, this, this amazing, sovereign, all powerful, all knowing King of the universe is also, he also personally knows me Mm -hmm. and he's created me. And we were talking earlier about just the the connection, you know. We teach. I teach. You and I both teach on vocation yep. at Worldview Academy, and right. so, well, gosh, why is that a worldview topic to talk to students about thinking about what their gifts are and how to use them? And I think it's a great worldview topic these yeah, days because, too. in the same vein, it is liberating for students to know. Oh, wait a minute! I don't have to decide if I'm an NBA star yeah. or if I'm an NF, NFL caliber. I can say, oh, I don't have the gifts to go into the NFL, mm-hmm. or I don't have the height to be in the NBA or I don't have the brains to get into Harvard, or my skills are more in this area than that area. I can't sing. I guess I shouldn't go for the opera. It is just so freeing to say, oh, I have limitations, as you said. I have some insufficiencies. And then to be able to say, but I know that God created me with the works that he has in mind for me to do. Ephesians 2.10, where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do his works, which we which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That that to me is a is a verse for this generation. Yeah. It says, yeah, God wants you to do stuff. He already knew what it was when he made you. And so he's given you gifts, talents, bents, interest. And yeah, you have to worry about your sin and whether you're corrupting, you know, whether your your gifts and your view of yourself is corrupted, of course. Sure. I'm sinful. Sure. I can't just look inside and say, oh, this is what makes me tick. No, I'm looking outside of myself. That's the whole point. I'm looking to the creator who made me, but I can also see what he's given me. Mm-hmm. What do I have that my neighbors need? Man, if we could preach that gospel, if we could, pre- well, that's not the whole gospel, but yeah. that is good news. If right. we could preach preach that as part of the gospel, the good news that that Jesus died for us and he has stuff for do and he for us to do. He has he saved us for a reason and he's got work for us to do. He already knows what it is. He's going to make it possible for us to do it if we chase after him. Yeah. Man, what a burden we can lift from these students. Yeah. Uh, there's a great Chesterton quote in Orthodoxy that says um, 
It's basically like the paranoid man tries to fit the heavens into his head, and it's his head that splits, right? <laughs> or it's like it's the man at ease who just allows the heavens to be themselves. And it's just this really great perspective of kind of those two things. Like there are some things that I won't know or I can't know, um, and that's that's fine, right? It's the it's the stable man who he says it's the stable man who like whistles while he walks or like plays with the grass with his cane as he walks around, right? Yeah. Just kind of that. The, the willingness and the ability to just be at ease kind of in the world rather than having to fix everything and come up with everything. That, uh, that's, I mean, that's on point for sure. I, I think that is, that is great. And really, that's what I'm looking for. I want to lift burdens off these students. Yeah. Say, hey, God knows. Yeah. God has a plan. He made you. He loves you. Press into him. The other stuff is secondary. Yeah. So how does that fit then with like, Maybe a parent who's listening to this and they're saying, well, it's my job to like raise my child up to try to pursue some of their God-given potential. And, you know, it just seems like going through sophomore, junior, senior year of high school, there's so much pressure on extracurriculars, SAT, ACT scores, uh, school applications, trying to get all this stuff in, right, while staying on top of classes. I mean, there's just so much going on. Um, so, like, what does it look like for the church or maybe for parents to come at this question, right? What does yeah. that look like? Yeah. Well, I'm the last guy to give great parenting advice. Right? <laughs> I, I'm too. All right, I'm now too, you're the first one. I'm too. I'm too smart to get to think that I can give parenting advice. I mean, my kids are awesome, but it doesn't have anything to do with me, right? I mean, yeah. this is nothing to do with me and what and what I did and technique, but. Um, yeah, when 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 we as parents are thinking about okay, how do we help our kids reach their potential? Yeah. I think this I think this is right on point, and uh, it's why we do things like or why we say things like the most important thing about raising your kids is to let let them know that you love them. Yeah, right. This is a picture of the good father. Oh. I'm a father too. So if I want them to know that it's not their responsibility to figure everything out and they should chase after the good, good father who made them, well, gosh, I can model that as a good, good father that just says, look, relax. You're under my care. Yeah. I love you, but I'm going to point out some things you're good at. I'm going right. to point out some things you're bad at. And I'm going to point out some of the sin in your life that's keeping you from doing that. And I might even... I might even spank some of that out of you, right? When you're <laughs> when you're younger, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, so my job is to shape in love these students, and so um, it's a matter of wisdom. You got to know your you got to know your student, your kid. Sure. Right. Uh, do they need Do they need to, some help with a little? You need to help them with their drive. Sure. Do you need to motivate them? Do you need to light a fire under them? Uh-huh. Give them structure. Yeah. Do you need to make sure they're hitting those deadlines, or do you say, look? I'm not trying to get you into the best college for me. I want you. I want you to fulfill your God-given purpose. Yeah. So you get with God on this, and then why don't you and I discuss it later? Yeah. I mean, that's again. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's too vague an answer. Sure. Um, but lover, lo, lover, love <laughs> covers <laughs> love covers a mul- a multitude of sins. Yeah. And yeah. um and pointing them in the direction of the one who's called them and made them. Is something that I think is missing today, not in parenting so much, sure. but in but just in the world at large, where they're feeling these great pressures uh, to be the best this, to be the best that, to get into this school, and to say no, we want to do what God wants you to do, not what everybody else in the world is telling you to do. Yeah, maybe that's the I don't know, maybe that's a starting point. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great that's a great point. I think like um, this is a little bit of a different take, but 
just with the whole pressures of like social media today okay. and trying to basically it's like trying to live your life in a stylized perfectionistic way that is Instagram worthy or something like that. I mean, the Gen Z folks just they're on their phones constantly kind of documenting these high moments of life. And it's it's crazy because the more they're on it, the more they're doing that, um, the more they try to do it too, right? It's just kind of this like loop um, that, that goes and goes. And there's not like this ability to show yourself being vulnerable or imperfect or any of that broken. stuff. Broken. Broken, yeah. Confused. Yeah. Not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, uh, Andy Crouch has written a good book called The TechWise Family. That oh, okay. was, if parents have are struggling with how to help their kids navigate social media, because yeah. you you hit the nail on the head. I I'm sorry. I I, I think that question of the pressure mm-hmm. to live the social mediaized life yeah. is really prevalent. Yeah. It it it's one of the big, um, it's one of the drivers of suicide, mm. depression, mm. Um, bad self image, is. Your Instagram account compared right. to other people's Instagram accounts, it's just not worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's just not. How worth do you, it. as a parent, help navigate that? Do you say, "Oh, no Instagram account for you"? Well, then you're doing something. Anyway, right. Well, you're right. I mean, we can follow that thought because then you're just like you are. You're limiting something where it's gonna later on when they do have access to it, they may not know how to how to have boundaries on it. Right? Take, take the opportunities to teach them how to have to, to interact on social media in a way that's pleasing to God yeah. and healthy for them. Yeah. That's easier said than done because social media in and of itself is not a great, right. it's not a, an ideal medium. Yeah. Media. Yeah. Medi- it's, medium. it's been pretty fascinating to see because um, like I was, when I was 16, smartphones hadn't come out and it was like right after that when they started to and just to see the rise of social media and how a lot of my generation was kind of right on the cutting edge of all the new technology technological advancements as they came out. But now, a lot of them have been going the opposite direction, right? It's like, hey, we've been a part of this. We've seen how it's affected us, our friends. and But now we're going to delete Instagram. We're going to delete Facebook. We're going to get... Like, I have a couple friends who have flip phones. Um, and so it's just interesting to see some of that stuff happening and, and a counter movement to um, technology being good inherently, right, to basically being willing to, to not. Yeah, um, I, that's that. a great point. And, and I think, I think hopefully the pendulum swings. Yeah. Where, right. where if, you're, you know, if you're a student and you don't have Instagram, so what? Yeah, right, who totally. Care, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've realized how harmful it is. Right. Sort of like everybody was smoking cigarettes in the 60s. Yeah. It's yeah. like, nah, well, <laughs> why, would you, why would you smoke now? Yeah, why would knowing you do the, that? Knowing the health risks. Right. So, yeah, uh, well, yeah. And I don't, we don't, we're kind of ranting a little bit. But I just think like, so like I'm a musician and there's this um, pressure to be on social media, to be recognized for what you're trying to do. But the reality is if you're on that all the time, what I would do is call that like low art, right? You're not you're not really creating good art if you're just making it to where you can get it on social media all the time. Right. Um, you're you're just kind of um, you're just kind of I don't know, feeding the beast or zoning out for a little while and you're, it's not something that's like a deep, good, lasting thing, like a book, for example, or, right. or something of that nature. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's yeah. good insight. And yeah, so, and you're right, I'm ranting on social media, yeah, but, yeah. but but I, I don't intend it to be about social media. Right. Right. I I think that it, it's not, 
I mean, social media is part of this burden on our students. Yeah, and it's a modern burden. It's kind of new. It is new. It is. Uh, But the burden has been on us more philosophically, even than these sort of practical outworkings. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way to say it. Yeah. And the and the idea that that gosh, there's I don't have to look inside myself for answers. I'm looking outside myself. And parents can help students point to that. I mean even even on the question of how do, how are we reading scripture? Yeah. You know, are we reading the Bible together as a family so we can get our lists of do's and don'ts? Um, so that we can have, we can know how to live morally in the world, or are we are we reading scripture to know who God is? Right? Are we? This is God's revelation of Himself, and this is our family sitting around the dinner table, uh, trying to trying to see who this heavenly King is, who's laid out this cosmic plan of redemption, and we're going to be a part of it. What's What's that about? Yeah. I mean, what a that's a different journey than. Mm-hmm. Than a legalistic journey of okay, we're reading the scripture so we know what's right and wrong. Um, again, a small thing, yeah. uh, and I, again, I didn't do that super well myself with my own kids. Sure, but this idea that how we how we talk about God, how we point our our, our students toward Him, uh, I think is pretty important. In, pretty important in this question of. What sort of burdens are we laying on our kids yeah. uh, that the culture is already laying on them? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, and I think just like kind of one thing that I've I've thought about before is just this idea that like intent is important, right? Um, read like reading like you just laid out. You can both be reading scripture, and if one of them is from a legalistic intent versus another one is from a how do we press into the life that God's called us to intent? I mean. You're both reading scripture, but you're getting two really different things. And like, um, just Del Cook uh, talks about the idea of grasping versus accepting, right? Or just holding something out. Uh, one of our faculty members, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about here: the idea of grasping for meaning versus accepting, right? Accepting your meaning or grasping for identity, right? Through um, through transgender stuff, through your job, through your major, through whatever, grasping for identity uh, as opposed to saying, what have you given me and how do I lean into that? That's good. Right? Yeah. That kind of echo what you're saying? It does. It yeah. does. That, that stuff is given. Meaning is already given and we're discovering. Yeah. Right? Uh, identity is given and we're discovering. Um, and we're doing it by chasing after the one who, who's the giver. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm Totally. Yeah, I think cool. that's right. Cool. Well, anything else to add, kind of on this subject? I feel like it's, we're hitting on it pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I think that's that's what's going through my mind in terms of what what I hope to do this summer. Yeah. With Worldview Academy at our camps. Yeah. Um, what I hope our staff is thinking about as we're thinking about ministering to students, we can lift some of the burdens uh, from these students of the, of what the culture is putting them on by pointing them in the right place. Right. Um, the 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 power of Christ. To transform lives, I mean, it's a pretty exciting mission. Yeah, uh, to be able to say, "Hey, we want to introduce you to Jesus, and we want you to relax in chasing after Him, and knowing that He is good. He's got the plan. He's got the meaning. He's got your identity. It can all be found in Him, and you can walk that out. It's not easy. It's not. It's not void of devoid of suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's the it's the road. Yeah. That leads to joy and fulfillment and ultimately happiness. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good word. Well, thanks again for being on today. Sounds good? Thanks, Huck. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. You bet. 
Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for joining us. For more information about our Worldview Academy summer camps, go to worldview.org. And for more information about our gap year program for college freshman students, go to worldviewbridgeyear.com. Thanks again. Hope to see you soon.